Welcome to episode 19 of Pirate Radio After Dark. I am Josh, the Radio Pirate. It is January 6th, 2020. Christmas is officially over as of today, if you follow the uh, Christmas church calendar. So i um, got a cool, fun little episode to do today because I promised I'd do it a couple episodes ago. Um, Emily and I have a band called The Bedroom Invaders. We always play a track in each podcast. You know the story if you're an avid listener of the show. We're going to talk about the band. We're going to talk about our new record and actually break down the record. It is a concept record. We're extremely proud of it. We put it out last October at Halloween, as we do every year. We do a a record on Halloween. And um, this one we're just super, super proud of. So we're going to talk about the process, the concept behind the record, the story behind the record, and just kind of break it down track by track why we did it the way we did, why we picked the samples we did, uh, all the kind of secret behind-the-scenes stuff we never talk about with what we do. The record's gotten really good feedback. Um, you can download it on our Bandcamp. Just go to thebetterinvaders.bandcamp.com. That one is 5 bucks. Uh, a portion of the proceeds will go to the rescue that our wonderful Beagle came from, Beagle McDougal. Um, all of our other albums are on there for free to download. So you can download that. They are pay what you want. So if you want to help support the podcast, you can throw a couple bucks here if you like it. But uh, again, that's betterinvaders.bandcamp.com. Before I get to that whole point of the podcast today, I do want to remind you as usual, subscribe to the show if you're already not. Uh, If you're listening, you should be subscribed. That way you get notified when we put out new episodes. And if you like the show, please leave us some positive reviews on whatever platform you're listening on. Don't forget we are now on Spotify, which is a great way to listen. It's super convenient. Um, We're on eight different other platforms as well. And uh, if you're not following us on social media, you should. Best way to stay updated on this show as well as our radio show on 91.7 FM WMUH Allentown here, the only station that matters. So our Twitter handle is at PirateRadioAD. Our Instagram is at Pirate Radio After Dark. And our Facebook, just search for Pirate Radio After Dark and like the page. Uh, if you listen to the podcast I put out from yesterday, I sound a lot better. The last two hours, I'm starting to feel like a human again. Uh, but bear with me if my voice goes out. I've been getting over some nasty cold flu thing for the last couple of days. So uh, let's do it. Let's break it down. Uh, before we get into the album itself, uh, if you're not familiar with our band, we are called the Bedroom Invaders. We started doing this about five years ago together. Uh, it was a way of just kind of teaching Emily how to make music, and it was a way of helping me practice how to produce music. And uh, to be honest with you, I think we've gotten pretty good at it. We're weird, just kind of like our radio show. We stick to no genre as a band. All of our records are vastly different. All of our songs are vastly different. And um, Kind of just started as fun, but we actually have a small little cult following, which is awesome. We're not looking to make money or get famous off this. It's for fun, just like this podcast episode. Um, so, yeah, it's it's cool. We've released a record every Halloween. We really started as kind of a Halloween-themed, like, creepy band. Um, our first album was really harsh and and aggressive, a lot of noise elements to it. Uh, the second record, we got a little more clean. The third record, we started to figure out how to find a nice balance between clean and heavy. Uh, the fourth record, we went for straight-up pop, and it worked really well. And this new one is just kind of, I think, a culmination of everything we do. We took the elements of anything we've done well and put it together and, and also just experimented in new ways as well. I'm super proud of it. We've experimented with a lot of different instruments and processes over the last five years 
And the last two albums, we've really got it down. Emily produces a lot of the the beats and the music and plays the instruments. I kind of, um, in a sense, conduct it and produce it and record it and create the concepts behind it and the mixing and all that good stuff. So we, we make a good team, and uh, I think it works. She's got a good ear for a sound, and I'm able to kind of hone it in and uh, develop it. It's not normal music in the sense of something you'd hear on the radio, but uh, it's it's pretty fun. We really enjoy doing it. So uh, let's get into the record. So on October 31st, 2019, we released a New Hampshire Fever Dream. It's our first concept record. It's our uh, fifth full-length album uh, but it's our first concept record, and it's something I started working on early in 2019. I uh, ironically had the uh, flu, and I felt terrible for days, and I was having fevers and night sweats and the whole thing that comes with that, and just uh, kind of starting to lose touch a little bit with uh, things because I just felt so bad. And I was having these dreams at night, and I'd wake up and I couldn't get back to sleep and I start thinking about the dreams and it just kind of this concept came to me through some of the dreams and through some of those like late night just thinking about stuff and I started writing stuff down I just started writing over like four days and I, I wrote the general skeleton towards the concept narrative to this and it's uh something we worked off of and we you know, did a track here and there as we felt inspired, and eventually the record came out by Halloween. So a we worked on it for months. Uh, we worked on it when we felt inspired. Um, we tweaked things along the way, and it was really a for us a pretty involved process, which was cool. And we learned a lot about how to perform this one. So uh, we are looking to perform this live. We have actually never played out live, but uh, I'm working on figuring out how to do that because we are only a two-piece, so we have a lot more going on than what a two-piece can traditionally do live. But uh, I think I think I got it figured out. So it's kind of the background on the band, how the record came to be. And the concept of the record is really just right before I had gotten sick, I went to visit Emily uh, at the time we were engaged, we were now married, but I went to visit her family for the first time, um, her extended family in New Hampshire. We live in Pennsylvania. I'd never been up there. I'd never been to New Hampshire. And we had a boathouse on Squam Lake, which was just beautiful. It was in March, middle of winter. It was snow-covered, quiet, just remote. Phones didn't work. There was no nonsense or distractions. And I was just... It was the most peaceful, refreshing thing that I've had in a while. If anyone knows me in real life, they know that the last year has been full of a lot of wonderful things, but it's also been the most draining year of my life, probably. Uh, just definitely in over my head with involved in too many things. Definitely um, kind of burned myself out multiple times in the year. And that's something for my New Year's resolution. I'm going to be more mindful of that. I, I really do mean that. and I've already kind of started that. But... Just being up there provided a lot of insight and really was truly refreshing. And her family's awesome, and we got along really well. I'm very happy that we got married this year. But uh, it's going to be kind of our little retreat up there. Um, her whole family is from up there. So uh, it was just really nice. It really was if you've never been up there. It's a wonderful state and wonderful people, and it's just 
got a different vibe, a vibe that I think a lot of us in society are missing, especially if we're living in very populated areas. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how it came to be. And I just had this idea that around the concept of the record that we as a society are just completely killing ourselves with everything, a lot related to social media, a lot related to um, just everything from the constant bombardment of texts and calls and instant gratification and consumerism and all the bullshit that just comes with everything in our current times. And sometimes we just need to get away from it. And it was kind of this concept that it's actually going to be a three-part album. So this is album one of the three. We're already starting to work on the second one, which I'm really excited about. But it's just kind of the story is around this idea of trying to find solitude and refreshing yourself and comfort again. And sometimes we just kind of have to go underground, do that, just avoid everything just to find ourselves again. And I really just think that's important. That's kind of the general concept of the record. So we'll break it down track by track. Uh, I'll talk about each track. I'll play each track on the show here, and that's what we'll do, and then that'll be the end of the podcast. So the first track is called Betty, 9, 19, 61, 10 o'clock, or 10.30 p.m., I'm sorry. I should be able to recite my own album titles, as confusing as they are. So why this date and why this name? If you are a UFO buff like I am um, and just random uh, paranormal guy, that was a very important date and time because on Route 3 that day, in the state of New Hampshire by the Twin Mountains, that was the day Betty and Barney Hill got abducted. Um, so we sampled a bit of the recording of her um, hypnosis sessions around that night. And I think it just kind of, society changed when that happened because it was that idea of giving us all the idea that there's something bigger than us possibly something we can't understand or comprehend. So uh, it's just wild, but I've always been super fascinated with UFOs and the paranormal and stuff, and uh, that's kind of where in America that story really starts. And I like the name Betty. My Nana was named Betty, and I was very close to her, and I miss her very much. So in it's kind of twofold in a, a sense with that. So here is the track, Betty, 9-19-61, p.m. Thank you. 
So our second track is Psychedelics in Nature, or the State of the Art Earth Society. Ironically, I was just reading an article today that they're saying that people who use psychedelics are more in tune with nature. Surprise, surprise. Um, as someone who is an avid uh, supporter of alternative medicines, uh, good for them. Uh, but I just think what we did with this track... Um, it's very droning. It's very repetitive. It's very hypnotic. It's almost brainwashing on purpose. Um, we sampled a clip from an old ad of when they were talking about Levittown, PA, which is, for those of you who don't know, historically, that was the first like mass-produced development like community where you could just kind of have everything you wanted as a good middle-class white person. And that's cool and all, but looking back, it really stripped people of individuality and I mean, look at the world today. It's just the force-fed brainwashing of what you should have uh, as a adult. And that kind of started there with Levittown. Personally, I say, fuck that. Um, it's not a healthy way to live to just get into this cookie-cutter lifestyle. And that's kind of the point of the track, um, breaking away from that, but also understanding where it started. So here is Psychedelics in Nature, or the state-of-the-art Earth Society.
track three is called Ghost Snare, in parentheses, Drive Yourselves Underground. Uh, this one's got a really positive vibe. It's got a positive feel. It kind of starts out weird, a um, little math rockish, and then just kind of goes into some radio static, and then just this really good, positive, upbeat song. You got a little sample of something from Robert Frost, The Road Not uh, Taken, and very fitting poem and it's a nod to a, re- a song on our previous record uh, where we also kind of sampled a little of Robert Frost and his poetry it's something Emily's uh, passionate about and this one's just kind of about breaking away from the norm recognizing that shit's going wrong and society's not all it's cracked up to be and you got to kind of find yourself again that's really the thought process behind this one so here's ghost snare drive yourself underground
So I've always been a fan of pop music that's really dark, you know, where it sounds happy and positive, but if you're really listening to lyrics, it's pretty messed up. And that's what this song is. It's called January 4th, 1989, 7.16 a.m. The moment the world really felt alive. And uh, that one is our pop song on the record. It's super poppy. Starts out with a clip of, you know, back when computers first started and they took up like a whole warehouse, uh, ENIAC, all that stuff. The first time they got a computer to talk, that was the first thing it said, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so just kind of, again, going back to the start of when we started losing touch with our reality and letting computer reality take over, uh, snuck that in there. And then the track goes into a news report of when Ted Bundy was electrocuted, um, the serial killer. And that was at Jan- January 24th, 1989 at 7.16 a.m., because that was one of the first really like televised executions of someone and the world was just thrilled um and the world was captivated around the whole Ted Bundy thing uh Emily and I watched that documentary about him and the movie and all that stuff that Netflix has had this year and just it's fascinating the the mindset um I mean I have a criminology degree and just the world's everyone's individual different fascinations with serial killer and all that but it was kind of another sad moment in society because here we're celebrating something that's really just kind of fucked up Um, and I say that as a prior victim of a horrible crime but it's strange it's strange that we celebrate this stuff as a society and that it's it's televised and all that stuff. So uh, that is the track. So here's January 24th, 1989, 7.16 a.m., the moment the world really felt alive. The machine uses only two sounds.
So the next track is The Betterman Vaders Are Watching, 0101-2019-0101, a.k.a. The Horror Blues. Uh, this is super old school. This was a nod to our first record. We wanted to do something dark and noisy and take a lot of the elements of what went really well with our first album when we were still trying to figure ourselves out. We're a much darker, harsher band, and then try to channel that into what we do now. And I think it turned out really well. We sampled some just some weird moments from our own life, uh, sampled our animals in the track, uh, Mr. Tuck, Tommy, Bugle, and it's just a creepy middle of the album track that just kind of is very unsettling and it's supposed to be, and you can kind of interpret it how you want, but uh, it's kind of those dark moments in winter when you start losing touch with things. Thank you. 
privacy obtained through seclusion we are the weirdos on demand this track got a creepy vibe again going back to uh trying to disconnect from things so we sampled um the usual dial tone and operator thing when a party's not uh in line and, and you can't get a hold of someone and get that weird creepy operator thing and that's also a throwback to an early record we we sampled something similar uh, I always like when bands do little throwbacks and nods to older things they did. We have a really good old track that kind of, it's a sister track to that. 
but uh, just, you know, trying to get in touch with things, but you're disconnected. So here is Privacy Obtained Through Seclusion. We are the weirdos on demand. So the next track is the last American powwow dance, a traditional PA Dutch hex hymn. So as a Pennsylvania person, I am PA Dutch, which uh, if you don't know what that is, you should Google it because it's an interesting uh, subculture of the world. And uh, I love dub music. I absolutely love reggae dub music. And 
it's a secret thing that only the people that truly know me know. And I secretly do a radio show from time to time under the name of Dr. Dub, just playing old reggae dub like King Tubby, um, Lee Scratch Perry, the scientist, that kind of stuff. Um, so this is my nod to dub because I love dub. It's a straight up dub track. And uh, the title just is kind of a nod to my heritage, which is a strange heritage if you look it up. But uh, the sample we use is Eisenhower his farewell address, because that's where he talks about uh, warning of the military-industrial complex, which, in my opinion, was the biggest downfall of our government. And he warned of that. This is a man who dropped weapons on other countries, and he warned of it. So here it is, Last American powwow Dance. Yet in holding scientific 
next track is called Night of the Doppelgangers. Uh, did very um, kind of Eastern vibe on the track. It is very Indian music influenced, and the track starts with the creepy rantings of the lunatic from the Heaven's Gate cult in the 90s that led a bunch of people to killing themselves so that a spaceship could come take them to whatever planet. And then it kind of morphs into Televangelis because it's all just kind of the same thing because, in my humble opinion, Televangelists are no different than a lunatic in the Heaven's Gate cult, and that comes from someone who identifies with religion but that is not religion that's taking advantage of people and ruining lives so that's where this track is rooted it's kind of my stab at uh the bad side of christianity which i am very frustrated with because there is a lot of good christianity out there but most of it's misled hateful money-driven power-driven scum so that is that. The clip's actually from that dude who was uh, saying that he needed a new jet because the jet he, the seven jets he had w- weren't good enough. Um, he needed another jet so that he could do the work of the Lord because he didn't want to fly on regular air flights with the regular folk because they're not good. So uh, fuck him. Or in old language a couple thousand years ago, disciples, those who are trying to prepare themselves for entry into the evolutionary level above human, synonymous with the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. We're going to talk about the most urgent thing that is on our mind and what we suspect is the most urgent thing on the mind of those who will connect with us.
So the next track is Live Free or Die, Just Breathe In, Redux. So this is a reworking of a song from our second record called Just Breathe In that Emily had a lot of creative control over and ended up being our first real pop song and also taught us that we didn't have to do all harsh noise all the time. So it's a really important track in our development. We came back and revisited it, and every record since then has kind of been a nod to it. This is completely reworking the track. Um, We got some old-timey radio clips in there, and I just find there's something to be comforting and nostalgic about old-timey radio, especially as a radio host myself, that things were simpler back then, and um, life wasn't so on-demand. But uh, we also have clips of... Squam Lake, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, that's where I stayed in New Hampshire when we were up there. And it's just the most peaceful, little, quiet lake that will always hold a special place in my heart. And, you know, obviously the live free or die, like I said at the start of the episode, New Hampshire had it right. Emily has that tattooed on her uh, shoulder, and uh, it's just right on. (laughs) New Hampshire had it right. That's all I have to say. So here's the track. I think that if ever I am given another life, I should like to live it as a bird or a monkey or a chipmunk. Doesn't add much to the enjoyment of life to know that it's going to last long.
last track on the record is called Solitude on Squam Lake, a space-aged love song. And uh, this one's just a really nice, pretty track to end the record. It was used field recordings from two places. Uh, one, when we were at Squam Lake in New Hampshire and around uh, Moulton Borough, New Hampshire. And then recordings of right as we were finishing the record, actually. Um, we had just moved into a new house and it was like two weeks before we were getting married and just kind of settling in, that weird, uncomfortable settling in. And we realized that night that our town has like an old air raid siren for when they need the fire department. And it's super creepy. So um, right before Halloween, I stepped outside. It was an unusually warm night. And Emily was like, you need to record that and put that on the record. That's kind of, if you hear the siren at the end of the the uh, song and the end of the record, it, it's there because it's just kind of starting a new chapter. It's what it symbolizes. And again, this is a first record in a three-part series. So it's kind of us finding that comfort away from home as well as finding a new home and trying to find sanity in this crazy world, which is kind of the whole theme of the album and the, the concept. So that's it. New Hampshire Fever Dream. You can find it for download purposes, if you like it, go to thebetterinvaders.bandcamp.com. So again, this is just a fun little podcast to do. I've been wanting to do it since the record came out, just didn't have time. So uh, that's it. I've met my obligations for the podcast, I promised, over the winter break and uh, look into setting up some new cool stuff for this year, interviews and whatnot, and there's some cool things on the horizon. So... That is it. Episode 19 is in the books. Again, follow us on social media uh, for the show. It's at Pirate Radio AD on Twitter. On Instagram, it's at Pirate Radio After Dark. On Facebook, just search for Pirate Radio After Dark. If you want to follow the Bedroom Invaders, we are on Instagram. It's at the Bedroom Invaders. And you can also, again, find us on our Bandcamp by going to thebedroominvaders.bandcamp.com. If you like it, please uh, feel free to buy it. It helps covering the cost of producing the show. And uh, all our records, other than that record, are on there for free, but they are pay what you want. So if you want to throw a few bucks, it's cool. We also got some really cool merch, uh, some handmade cassettes of our first record that are really super cool. There's pictures on our band camp. I urge you to check out if you're a collector of interesting uh, DIY handmade stuff. We got some art prints on there, too, that Emily and I made. And, uh, yeah, so check it out. It was fun doing this one. And uh, if you have not checked it out yet, we have put out a bunch of podcasts last month. We had Brandon Vetter uh, from the director and producer of The Strange Negotiations, David Bazan, Pedro Lyon documentary, and had him on. Great podcast. We had Kate Burnout's uh, upcoming artist out of New York, uh, musical artist that is, had her on, did our review yesterday of our top records of 2019 so you can listen to that and if you listen on spotify you can actually hear the songs because that's the magic of spotify you don't have to deal with the copyright nonsense and then uh also did one where we just kind of wrapped up reflecting on 16 years of uh doing the radio show leaving wxlv for wmuh and all that stuff so this one's in the bag and we'll see you guys soon and if you have not checked out the radio show in Allentown, it's uh, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Saturday on 91.7 FM WMUH, the only station that matters. That is if you're in Eastern PA. However, you can stream it worldwide. Just uh, go to the Radio FX or TuneIn apps and search for WMUH. Have a great night, everyone. <laughs>
Thank you.